check. Have you pressed that record button? I've pressed the record button. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm so sorry. Welcome to Tech Uncorked. I'm Dean Gratton. And I'm Sarah Jane Gratton. And together we explore a new world of technology and innovation. With lively discussion and some great interviews. We're going to have a word, but not necessarily in the right order. What with you? No, we're going to have words. <laughs> not a word. How can you have a word in the wrong order? Well, it depends how it's jumbled. Oh, for goodness sake. Okay. Welcome to Tech Uncork. This is the last show of 2022. And do you know, I'm really not sorry at all to say goodbye to this year. It's the end of the year show show. Oh, to quote Anton Deck. Hey, let's hey. bring on Kylie. Can I just start this show by saying, no, not actually by singing. <gasps> Snow is falling oh my gosh. all around us. And we're freezing our bollocks off. <laughs> well, for those who have bollocks, yes. You speak for yourself. Um, Thank you. It is pretty cold. And, you know, oh, look, I, the, actually, I saw this morning that now it's going to peak at 15 degrees. Mm. I mean, what the hell's going on with I the weather? Know, it's just, well, uh, there's a huge big debate on that and, and some tech that we've covered um, talking about sustainability and climate change this year with some of our amazing guests. But... You know, right now, a lot of people in the UK, uh, thank God it's getting a bit warmer. I mean, because they're we're not here. having to choose between food that, and that's heat. That's what we hear. We, that's, sorry, not we hear. We, well, yes, we do hear in the news, but we also read in the news that people have to choose between heat and feeding. And what an awful situation to be in. Yeah, it's horrible. Okay, let's keep tech focused. Yep. What about I mean, it? <laughs> Well, I mean... What has happened this year with technology? You, you I described struggle. this year as Groundhog Day. You said... Well, no, no, I, t- oh, but- I know. So let me... Okay, I'm sorry. I will, I'll, I'll explain. I remember now because you didn't press the record button earlier. Because we talked about it for like 20 minutes and the whole episode had gone because you didn't press the record button. But anyway, not that I'm bitter or twisted because you forgot <laughs> to press the record button. Anyway. At least it was just the two of us and we didn't have a guest. I, I know. God, how embarrassing. <laughs> anyway... So, yes. I know we've talked for an hour and a half, but can we start again, please? <laughs> can we do it over again? Oh. Take two. Okay, so yeah, I remember what I was talking about in our missed episode, and um, it was how the the, the likes of uh, the technology giants go through that cyclic routine of producing the next generation product, next generation product, next generation product. Oh, we've updated our software. We've done this. We've done this. This is what you can expect and new features. It's Groundhog Day. Guys, you have to really think something completely different. I mean, it's it's just the same old stuff and it's nothing exciting anymore. Well, I, I, I disagree. I think... Are you looking for an argument? I'm not looking for an argument, but I do disagree that there isn't anything exciting happening. Although it's been around for a while, I think... We're looking at a real rise in the use of digital twins yes. to, to help us in so many respects. Now, virtualization perhaps came into its own during the pandemic. We had, we had to be more virtual. We had to meet more virtually. We couldn't, yeah. we could, that we couldn't physical physically, contact yeah, we couldn't was gone. It. And I think that's part of the way. That's part of the philosophy behind the the growth and the evolution of of working things through digital representations. A representation of a physical asset in software. So it, so it, we take that physical asset and digitize it in software. 
And as a consequence, we can actually manipulate it and bounce it around and test it and throw it around the wall and see what happens to it. Mm. And that, that can, we can apply that a notion to, to everything we do. I mean, whether it's a new car, whether it's an, it's a, a new, um, vaccine for a virus like the coronavirus, mm-hmm. maybe it's evolved or developed mm-hmm. further. And we can actually throw it at that situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the bridge scenario, you talked about this in a recent um, webinar that we were guests on. You, you talked about the oh, bridge. Oh, the key sites, yeah. Yeah, you talked about the bridge. Yeah, so so the, so the in this conversation we had with Keysight Technologies, we talked about how a bridge where people who build these bridges know how these bridges work. They know the dynamics. They know the mathematics surrounding these bridges. They know how these pressures or the, the lows on the, the weights and the winds and how they compromise the bridge. They all know these factors. Well, if you, if you, if you actually start placing um, IoT sensors or the Internet of Things sensors across this bridge to capture data about how that bridge is behaving, then you can understand more about that bridge, understand how it's playing, how it's behaving in the real world. So if a particular load goes onto the, the bridge... And the, and the bridge says, hang on, this ain't right. And it provides that data to the enterprise. And people are alerted to something's not quite right here because the bridge is not behaving in a particular way. And, and, and that is fantastic. And it all comes down to data. So with data, if you understand the past, know the present, you can predict the future. Mm. Now, okay, that's tenuous. People will argue otherwise. That's great. Let's have a conversation about it. But you can... Because if something is known and understood and it behaves slightly differently, you can possibly predict what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I think that's valuable. Yeah, and I and I think in terms of the digital twin, if you have a digital twin of that bridge, you can run that bridge through so many test case scenarios. Like if Absolutely. this weight goes over, what would happen? If there's this wind condition, what would happen if this happened and this happened? And and thousands upon thousands of different scenarios to test the weaknesses and the strengths of the bridge before you actually build it. And I think that's the power of the digital twin. Absolutely. The other morning we were having a coffee in bed and I was talking to Dean about my depression because I suffer from clinical depression. I have suffered uh, from clinical depression for many, many years And it's still not fully understood. And we were having the discussion Mm. that through digital twin technology, could we dive deep into what's really happening in the brain that causes depression? Because mental health isn't talked about enough. It's still a stigma for so many people. People just don't want to talk about it. So I'd like to lift the lid on that through digital twin research. But that is such a complex situation it, it is enormous but to apply that across the digital twin to understand more about depression and how it works well oh my god you can have you, you have the, the variables are enormous and and the actual situations are just uh, the, the thousands and thousands of scenarios here we can play with mm-hmm. to understand what depression is and and i just i i personally find that absolutely utterly fascinating to actually play with a model a digital model that you can, well, for intensive purposes, abuse to understand more about how things work, yeah. especially in the brain. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. And, and, and it, it, it will help new discoveries of drugs, of treatments, of therapies, 
of um, ways of, you know, restoring the natural order of things, if you like, mentally for people who have suffered for years. And I think that's, that's, you know, probably one of the biggest things that has grabbed my attention this year would be the digital twin. I mean, from your perspective, for me, the digital twin is the big thing for 2022. What's your big tech thing this year? Okay, 2023, what can we look forward to? So you 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 think the digital twin will? I think it's going from strength to strength, and I think the possibilities are endless, as I call it, imitation without limitation. Limitation, yeah, yeah. I I I like that. I think that we've got so much more to learn through being able to visualize a component, a part, a brain. Did you see in the news? I found this hilarious because. Okay, I have to have to admit. I know we're writing uh, the new book on artificial intelligence, but procrastination and all this kind of stuff it happens it's infectious and i saw in the news uh, children or parents are being warned about virtual reality headsets but you of course those children or whomever or even adults for that matter are engulfed with this virtual headset and they have their view of the world and of course you often see them crash into the tv which is for the audience who are watching this person experience this um ruins the tv because they've crashed into it mm. and now there's a warning about it be mindful of your children using vr mm. headsets and i think maybe i don't know how to do that because you're just you're, you're ordinarily standing in your living room uh, with a big tv there doing all this kind of stuff so how can you protect them did you have some sort of barrier put around where you're in it and you step over it, it makes a noise <clears throat> i don't know almost like a sensor I don't know. But I don't for, know. I don't know either. I mean, it's <laughs> you got then you got augment. I think aug, I think augmented reality or mixed reality. I think they're the same. It has a better future. I think VRs. I mean, we talk about the metaverse. We talked about the metaverse yeah. before. Yeah. I think VRs are largely echoes the metaverse. I think the metaverse is going to be huge in twenty twenty three. I think we're just it starting it to. It depends on its applications. Yeah, have. it depends on the application. But I I I predict. Listen to this, folks. I predict the metaverse is going to be a huge topic in 2023. I think we're going to see a lot more of virtual worlds. That's not a prediction. That's not a prediction. You're just saying it's going to be a huge topic. Whoop-de-doo. It's always a huge topic. IoT is a huge topic. Artificial intelligence is a huge topic. No. What is it that's going to set it apart? How is it going to set itself apart in 2023? I think that, okay, that's a good question. Dun, dun, dun. I think we're going to see in the same way digital twin technology is evolving and becoming so much more prevalent in so many sectors of industry and life and healthcare. I think that the metaverse is going to be, if you like, a template for things like where we place things, where people are are driven to and i don't mean in a car driven to psychologically in in a in a faux universe if you like so if we place somebody in a street psychologically what draws them to go down one road rather than another is it random or if enough people are given that universe that street view if you like let's Mm -hmm. not bring google in but you know what i mean you know what i mean you know what i mean but if they choose time and time again to go left rather than right, what's, what's the psychology behind that? Is it because of the way that it's been presented? 
And this could be so valuable for brands. It's like so, you're ah, testing. So you you're want to testing. understand the factors which determine people's behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That one, that's different. Okay. Okay. That's, that's added value to understand the psychological and behavioral, behavioral, behavioral things. Choices. Or, the choices ah, we make. Another good word, which is quite more simpler than I was going to. Anyway. Yeah. Choices. Why do people make those choices? Yeah. So, okay, that's metaverse, digital twin, we've understood. I think augmented reality, I think, is a, I think is better than virtual reality. I mean, for example, I mean... I can think, we, uh, let's, for the benefit of our listeners, let's, can you explain the difference between augmented reality and virtual reality? Well, the, the virtual reality is a full immersive experience of being in, in, in a, a computerized universe where... So you wear your headset and that's all you see. That's all that's around you is your virtualized experience. Uh, whether what what kind? Of, I mean, for example, if I put my virtual headsets on with a with playing Doom Eternal, I'd be in in that uh, in that game, playing that game, shooting those demons. Augmented or mixed reality is a mixture of um, well of virtual and actual reality so if you put your glasses on you can still see through your glasses but you can be walking down the street i mean you talked about behaviors and choices and so on mm. well if i've got my augmented reality or mixed reality headset on or say glasses let's be just see mm -hmm. glasses mm -hmm. walking down the street and in this virtual i see not only ahead of me but i need to walk and whatnot and shop some people around me but then the uh, augmented reality pops in and says, oh, you might be interested in knowing that in this shop right here and 20 meters away, they're doing a special offer on coffee. Mm -hmm. You can buy coffee. Or in another 10 meters, you can actually get a special offer on your wine. And that's one way of doing it, which I find completely annoying because I don't want to be bombarded with... But then that's a choice to take the glasses off, isn't it? Oh, no, it's a choice not to, to opt out of that marketing. That's so that what choice. would you use it for then if you had those glasses? So I would use it because, you know, I'm visually impaired. Yeah, yeah. So for me, how many times I've fallen because I haven't yeah. seen the road ahead properly. Yeah. Because I have to take my time, have my stick to, to walk, and I have to um, check what I'm stepping onto and so on. Now, these glasses, these augmented glasses and re or mixed reality glasses – if it could see where potential dangers were, for example, if there was an edge on a curb, I mean, sometimes it could be the it could be a centimeter edge on a curb. If I don't see it, I will go flying. If they could alert me to, oh, by the way, this is what you need to be mindful of. There's this edge here. Mm. So that's that's an added value to the the mixed reality experience, rather than the bombardment or bloody advertising or buy this product here oh, bugger off honestly not interested well i quite like the advertising because i'm just into that but the point is then so predictions for 2023 do you see i, I, I don't see it happening i'd like to see being further developed i like digital twins being further developed I like, um, well, as in 2023, what I would very much like is for us to complete our manuscript and get our book submitted in spring next year. Well, that would be great. And to see our book published in 2023. That's a prediction I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're undoubtedly, we're going to go through the typical cycle 
of these manufacturers going through the generational products. whoop de friggity doo I think 2023, let's hope, everyone, it's a better year for us all. Fingers crossed, yeah. Let's hope we see technology coming into play for good next year. Let's see this tech for good hashtag. Let's see that's that really shining next year because, gosh, if we need technology for anything, it's for us. It's for the good of humanity. It's for the good of the planet. It's for good. Tech for good. That's my wish for 2023. Okay, me too. I'm with you on that. And thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. We'd just like to thank all our sponsors that have supported us throughout 2022 and wish you all, from Dean and myself, a very, very merry, happy Christmas. And have a spectacular New Year.